A wonderful afternoon to you, to my listening audience, hearing me from different parts of the world. Joining me on today's program is a very special guest of mine. I know you must be anticipating to meet this uh, friend of mine. And uh, before I proceed, I would like to thank you to our listeners at home from different parts of the world who has been commenting, giving us uh, motivation and saying that our program has been helping them in one way or the other. And we say thank you so much. This program will not happen today without my producer and my sound man which is uh, Bami and Dami, just like I said earlier. And uh, your host on today's program remains Oweyemi Tunde Emmanuel, popularly and radically known as uh, Sweet Cliffy Oshie. And uh, I thank you once again for, you know, for stick, stick, I mean, uh, sticking to the program and always attempting to click on a podcast anytime it is available. So right about now, with me in the studio is Ogun Dikpe Chimileyin, who happens to be a MSc student currently studying information security at Royal Holloway University of London. He is a Nigeria from Oshu State. He is aspiring to become a governor and president of uh, Nigeria. These are guys who are doing it very big and loud. Uh, permit me to you know, introduce him to the floor of the house. Thank you very much. Uh, you are welcome on the program. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sweet Cliffy. Thank you very much. Um, um, I w- I'm happy to be here. And like you said, my name is Ugundikpe Uluwatsimile in Francis. Um, I'm a Nigerian from state of Oshun, Yoruba man to be precise. I'm currently studying information security from Royal Way University of London. Um, I studied in Nigeria at Amadekunli um, Ajash University, um, a BSc in Mathematical Sciences before I proceeded to London a few months ago. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Well, uh, it's nice to have you on the program, uh, Timmy. And, um, you know, it is a very wonderful moment to have you with us. Actually, I've been trying to, you know, hook you how I'm sorry we can do this, but, you know, uh, thank God they are actually making this happen. And um, wondering what we are treating today. Actually, what we are treating today is, uh, you know, study abroad. You know, using UK as a case study. Study abroad. Using UK as a case study. You know, um, why do we bring this topic? Is that we have a lot of people, you know, sliding into our DMs asking, what can we do, you know, so that we can study in uh, Europe. You understand? So, and just look at, okay, I have an expert in this, and that is why Timmy is here. So, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Timmy. And uh, Timmy, if I may ask you, I want you to explain to me as a novice now, what can I do? Where do I start? Where do I begin to processing my, you know, study abroad? How did you start yours, if I may ask you? Thank you, Street Cliffy. Um, it's very much straightforward after you're done with your current studies. You can go to any of those agencies. They have they have their um, list of schools that they can advise and give you the list of schools that have your course or the course you'd like to study. And they would, you know, they have student advisors that gives you a list of you know courses and schools that take them. But for me, I did my own personally, and I didn't um, go through them. 
at first before I went through them later. What you can do is go through the website yourself. You can just pick Google and you know get a list of universities in the UK. Then look at just go through each and every one of them. Look at look at schools that take the courses that you like. Research about them, research about the cities actually, which is very, very, very important. Um, there's the major cities, the London, the um, Aberdeen, the um, Manchester, the Liverpool, the Newcastle. These major cities are much a bit expensive for international students to live. But you shouldn't stay too close to the cities and you shouldn't stay too far away from them. You know, just look at look at um, areas that are nearer to um, that are nearer to. For example, now London, there's um, University of Hertfordshire. It's just like like an hour, one and a half hours away from London. So you can as well pick at Hertfordshire University and go through their courses and see if they offer what you what you're doing. Then the applications, a lot of Actually, all of them, some of them actually, large percentage of them have applications that you can do on their website. The schools offer the applications themselves. Or you can go through UCAS. UCAS is actually the university and college admission service for all UK-based organizations and all UK-based universities. They, they're a large platform, the large website, they have a list of schools and a um, list of courses. So they, what they just do is just like they are like jump, but the difference between them and jump is that jump you have to write a write an exam to get an admission into university. But they they don't have an exam, they have just application process where you um, upload your document and you fill the forms. So they 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 take the application from you and help you send it to the school and vice versa. So, so the application comes when it comes back, it comes back from the university. To the um, to UCAS and UCAS sends it back to you, so you can apply in two ways. You can use the university websites, and you, you can also call them too. A lot of them, you know, that's one thing about UK um, universities that like you can pick their student numbers. They have international agents too. They can get their numbers online. You can pick it, call them, they will tell you and take you to the process. Actually, the process are actually very straightforward too. You can just go through the website and they, they are very, very straightforward. You give your names, your in details actually and they and you can apply and they get back to you if it is successful or if you need to give them something additional to what they've already asked. And also, you can do that on UCAS. UCAS is a very, very large uh, that platforms for students. Thank you. Well, thank you so very much for trying to, you know, justify and make everything we are discussing right about now explicit enough so that our audience at home can understand. Now, you talked about trying to, you know, you know, apply or study abroad. Number one thing is the zeal for you to study. Then you must have that, you know, financial. Uh, stability and um, you must you know have the zeal to you know carry on and you know make your head up high so as to make it a success you understand having said that then as a layman after since you did your MSc you're currently on your MSc program I believe you must have had your BSc, that means your Bachelor of Science uh, certificate and all that. So after you finished school, if I may ask, then how did you start 
the application is there um, an exam because you made mention of an agency that you used in Nigeria was the agency the one that flight your application for you or you wrote some exams or you you paid a certain amount of money and hold at least that place is kind of confusing how did you get to do that before we go before we discuss on the course to choose and all that how did that if, if if i just finished my bsc now what process let me put it this way what process do you think i should go about my application thank you thank you thank you very much um sweet cliffy um once again i'm happy to be here a few days ago let me just say a few weeks ago about a week or two ago when sweet cliffy called me to come and discuss about this i was a bit skeptical majorly because um i'm not really the person for the limelight i don't really like talking much but majorly because my application happened because a lot of people helped me during my time through all the um all the wala, all the things that I had to go through. So I felt so let me just do it for people that are just coming. Thank you. So um I'm gonna make my um my talk short so I won't be rambling and talking too much. So but first I have to say whatever I say is my opinion, it's what I went through. Um there are a lot of people that have to go through different um different opinion different ways of doing it but i'm going to say it from my own point of how i traveled from nigeria to the uk a couple of months ago um, i'll start with first and foremost um you have to have the zeal to study it um, a lot of people do it for money of course money is very important but getting the degree is also very important so uh, that that is that is very 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 important having the zeal to study and also Money is also important. There's nothing you do that money will not um, money will not have to be involved. So I won't lie, I won't scare you, but I'll just give you a brief down of what I what I did and some of the things I had to pay for. So before I go on, I would like to give some few links on where some of these informations can be confirmed or can be gotten from. There's um, the UK.gov. It's a very 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 large tool you can virtually get anything there visa processing um, the schools the rankings and all that they are very it's it's a very limitless um, website it's handled by the uk government and informations are posted and updated i think on every hour or every minute or weekly or annual basis so informations are very 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 um updated on the website so most of what i'm going to say it can be confirmed there if, if some of the information have changed you can also confirm it there then i would like to talk about um, first of all agencies which is actually very important the process is actually very straightforward you can actually do everything yourself but uh, i would also advise agencies because immediately they have been through a lot of process and they can they can take you through they will see some of the mistakes that we might not be able to see and I don't, I won't like to give too much um, agency numbers and all that because there are very many, but I'll just pick two and I actually used one of them. First is UKES, 
they are actually a UK government funded agency they are all around the world they work they are just their work is just to help international students gain um, gain admissions and travel to the UK so they don't charge any amount they have various numbers of schools that they deal with and they have agents that they were assigned to you at first so I think they are one of the best Especially because they don't charge money, they have very good agents and I actually use them for part of my application. I did part of it myself and I still um, I use them. And there's also BCIE too. You can actually get their information online, ukes.com.ng. They also have offices in Lagos. They have one in maybe one in VI and I think one in Abuja. So it, they are very, very good and they, they have a lot of um, a lot of agents and a lot of resources that they can use for you to get your applications on track so first and foremost it is to choose the course you know there's there's the bsc there's the msc and there's the phd but i'm going to base mostly on msc because that was actually what i um, what i what i did or what I'm studying currently, so I, I know more about MSCs than PhDs or PSC. The first and foremost is to probably choose the country. I think we've gotten that there's um, UK, there's Canada, there's US, there's Australia, Norway, there's Europe and America's both. Because I came to UK, I would like to um, talk more about UK. So I will start with a brief on UK. Um, there's a general perception or different the way they see UK. UK is actually divided into four countries. There's England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Highland. So um, it's not it's not just it's just like Nigeria. You have the north, you have the north central, you have the so it's just like four whole countries divided and made they not divided actually. They just came together and make the United Kingdom. So there's England, there's Scotland, there's Wales. It's not an island, but I think all their laws are actually the same. Their schools are the same. Their their laws and their processes are majorly the same. It's just that the distances are are a little bit different. So the first thing first is to choose the course you are going to study. That's one of the most important aspects of it. And one thing I always tell people when they are choosing courses is to look for the relevant. Um, jobs or relevant things that are making that are making the wave currently. Look at the um, the top ten jobs. I know the, the, the traditional medicine, law, and all these things are very very popular. But there's also some new aspects of um, jobs that are coming up now. So you can just look into them and pick the ones that you feel that is related to your to your course or something that you can like to move into. So um, that's actually very important. Look for the most relevant jobs right now and tailor your courses towards them. You don't want to learn, you don't want to learn, or you don't want to study something that um, that is that is not really relevant. But actually everything is relevant. Every job is relevant actually, but they are actually the other ones than the less other ones. Let me put it like that. Thank you so very much for answering that question. So what I'm trying to say is that before you know you start the application, all you have to do is just get a list of the school, then know the requirements, know the cities, 
know you know about the the applications and what it's all about before then you proceed to apply is that what you're trying to say actually yes just um just um point on you know the schools you know actually school fees are actually very important you can also for myself to you i looked at university ranking i just didn't want to go to i just didn't want to go to any university i wanted to go to the very best because coming from adekunle ajash university which is one of the best state universities in the country i can't go to london and go to a, um, a small university don't let me say small but a low ranking university so it is let me just say you are going to pay the money so it is better you get the value of what you are paying for so Look at the university rankings to look at out of you know there's Cambridge, there's uh, Manchester, there's London, there are all these big universities too that you can go to. They're actually expensive, but you get to connect, you get to meet people, you get to you know the advantage of these big universities is that you have people from industry that are coming in to pick them, and you know even before you're done with your master or your studies, you have people from Deloitte, KPMG all these big um, consultancy firms and big companies that come into universities to come and advertise to you that you should apply for them you know it's it's better if you give yourself a very good opportunities from the um from this for the get-go so pick a very good university pick a high-ranking university it's actually expensive but you get your value for money because of the lecturers, the study centers, the libraries, the city, and everything all together. So you have to just look at the ranking. Then there are two rankings actually that you can look at. Look at the university rankings generally. Then look at the ranking for your course. Not all universities are good. All universities are not good in all courses. So they have their the courses that they are good at. So you pick your course and look at the ranking of how they rank the universities in studying for your course that is actually very important you know because it is it allows you because when you have a university that has that has a very good ranking for for your particular course like medicine or for law you have the top big firms that are coming in every year just to get the graduate and all that so it's actually very important to pick the a very good university all right thank you brother thank you so very much but you know um i think uh, this um application of the thing i think it's a two-way thing if you go with your money or you go with a scholarship so i want to ask you so what about those that are applying through scholarship is, is it the same process or is it another way around um Thank you. Um, for scholarship, it depends on it depends on the type of scholarship that you are dealing with. First, there's the local scholarship. I think MTN runs, um, Total runs, also federal government, also those um, Niger Delta. They run. They have their own processes. But for all scholarship, the first stage I think is to get the admission. The um, unconditional or conditional offer and use it for your visa uh, for your um, application or for your um, for your application for for it but for um, other types of scholarship which is also the international scholarships too i think they also go through the same way to the first basis because no scholarships are not the universities themselves so they have different ways the first way is to 
get the school, get the course, then apply and get the um, unconditional offer and you use that in your application for scholarship. There's another type of scholarships too, which is the um, university scholarships too. Universities themselves, they run scholarships too. I, I think also this first stage is to get the um, the offer. When you've gotten the offer, then you now apply for the scholarship on each university's um, website. Some of them are 100% scholarship. Some of them cut 50% off. Some of them take as high as um, £2,000 off for for you when you get the scholarship. So it's quite different. But the first stage of all scholarships is to get the offer. Then when you've gotten the offer, you now use the next stage and apply for a scholarship. Like I think um, University of Liverpool, they run um, 50% scholarship for Nigerian students and their requirements for it. So the first stage is to get the offer letter from University of Liverpool. And after you now apply for it, I think they have requirements, they have a certain level of um, um, degree or the type of um, the grade you have. I think it's 2-1 or 2-2, two, 2-1 two, two, I think that they do, then they take it as one first come first serve basis. So it's, um, it's, it's the same way, but first stage is to get the scholar, the offer, then now apply for scholarship. Thank you. Oh, that is very, very nice. So, um, I hope listeners at home, I hope you can get the message. And um, our audience and their listeners, areas from South Africa, from Ghana, from Mali, from Dubai, I hope you can all know listen and you can relate it to uh, how you want to have your big scholarship or fully funded do you understand so and uh, why we are making it to 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 you know uh, so that people can understand the kind of uh, uh, application they want to go for so that um, you not miss it up so whether in Nigeria or you're in Ghana or in any part of the world, I think you can relate it to your uh, how things are done in your own country. And that is just the point. So, next thing I'm going to be asking is, uh, what are the you know documents? Uh, what are the things that I need to apply? What are those things that I need before I can apply? That's a nice question. Um, thank you once again, sweet Cliffy. Um different schools with different um different documents so i'm just going to give the general one that is needed by actually almost every one of them some uh some might need additional one and some might need less but this list of documents are just what most of them always use let me first again say that most of what i'm saying i what apply to my application some of them might have changed and some of them might have the new um, things that have happened, but I don't think so much that we've changed a lot of things in it. But um, the documents needed first and first, you need um, your international passport, it's actually needed, you know, international passport. Then your O level certificate. I get a lot of um calls or when people are asking for that, you can. You can use WIAC, you can use NECO. I think this some schools still accept NAPTEP. It's um, but generally all level certificates is very very important. 
studying it even if you are studying for a master's or phd it's well needed you can use the old level certificate to to tell them or to let them know that you um, you studied and uh, you passed english which is actually very important i also would like to make reference to high elts the international um, english um, certification exams some schools require it and some don't but nigeria is an english-speaking country i think let me say it for people in nigeria or for english-speaking countries worldwide you can show them your proficiency in english by by scoring by giving showing them that you have um, at least i think a c4 in work or you get an english proficiency letter from your university it's um, you can use that it's just a letter from the school that your all your courses were taught in english and some require the IELTS. not all of them a very very little percentage of the most uk universities don't require IELTS. you also need your psc certificate the one you got from schools some uh, some schools like the f- public universities don't issue it fast like that but you can actually use your notification of results it's just going to show your school and um, your grades your name and the signatures and the stamp also a, a sort of id card is needed um, for nigeria in 9 a.m or actually anyone i think your passport will have covered that some schools also do require an extra id card also transcript transcript is actually very important um it's a very very large part of your uh, application you can get that from your school some would require you send it from schools from your school to the school themselves but a lot of them realize that it is hard and the application process is tedious so you can use a student copy for for the application process but actually then before your admission or before you start your studies you can now get a a, a copy of the original one signed and stamped from the school down to your school in the uk but a student copy is, is acceptable by most of them curriculum vital some schools require it cv i use the part of my um, application then reference letter this is um, this is a reference to something a letter introducing you you can it's mostly one from one from the university that you study in preferably your supervisor in 400 level that supervise your projects is just going to tell you he's known you for a few weeks or if he has known you for a lot of time then he supervises your projects just an introduction that he knows you he's going to put his information there some of them in that reference them letter they require you post the phone number and the email address of the um, of the person that is doing the reference for you and they require it to the email address to be in the university's name something like um, the name at the university.com.co.com.ng you know they want you just want to make sure that the person that is doing the reference from you so actually someone from the university and also another reference from work it's very if you have done any type of work or you did um internship in the university the six months sideways and all that you can actually get a reference letter from one of your bosses or your colleagues then then the most important one is actually the personal statement it's just like a it's like an essay that you write that um, gives you a breakdown 
actually all these documents I've explained before they are just static you know your transcript has just told you what you've done your whole level what you did almost five six years ago your international passport just for um for what for that's what the Nigerian government or the government in your country uses to satisfy your citizen personal statement is just a way of you letting them an addition to them it's you can explain on why you are studying the course what is motivating you importance of that course to you to the university or to the community or to your country why, why the course actually why the school or why uk and future goals and then it be history of yourself you know from something you did yeah you played football while you were in the university you scored yeah, while you were in secondary so something a background of what what um who you are where why you want to study here and what what you see yourself being in the future it allows you to market yourself to the university i think it's actually a part that you have to get right the personal statement i think about three thousand words you just there's no reference or there's nothing there's nothing for you just for you to write just let the school know let the person that's going to read their personal statement let the person know who you are thank you <laughs> i am very sure that people listening at home and the audience from the very part of the world will be you know jotting and you know having their mind prepared already that this is actually difficult but achievable so um the next question i'm going to be asking you is that i've haven't done all these things and uh, i've started my application already and it's already a source so the next thing is visa processing right so how do i start my uh, visa processing how do i go about it okay um, thank you if um if you have uh, applied to the schools and you've gotten a reply back I suggest you apply to more than one or two, three, four, five schools. You know, UK universities are very, they don't have application fees, so it's, it's very straightforward. You can apply to a lot of, uh, as much as you want. So when you've gotten a lot of, or when you've gotten offer letters, you look at them, pick the criteria, look at how they, how they treat international students, how the rankings, the reviews about them, you can go online and read about the schools, the cities. Um, so just go, then when you've chosen your particular school, you have to accept the offer. I think it might be it might be something you can do on UCAS or you can do on the university website, or you can send them a mail to accept the offer. And the next stage is to pay deposits, which is actually, um, is actually sacrosanct for all applications deposit of three thousand pounds a lot of schools have different school fees that's twenty thousand ten thousand fifteen thousand but the first stage of payment is to pay three thousand but at this stage even if you want to pay the whole amount you can actually go ahead to pay the whole amount but the first stage is to pay the three thousand then they issue a particular number to you which is called CAS cast is like a number that um, is between the schools and the embassies that it is where they, they impute your information it's just like all the documents that you've uploaded for the application process it is attached to that number 
So you just have the school confirming to the embassies that yes, this person has been given an admission, he has paid a certain amount. These are all the documents or the, all the things that we asked for him and all the things we got. So when you're not applying for your visa, you don't need to start um, uploading a lot of documents again. So it's just that anytime they need it, they just refer back to your cash. So when you've paid your cash, when you've paid your 3,000 deposit, and you've paid your um you've gotten your cash you can pay this for let me just say directly for nigerian students you can pay in two ways you can pay directly to the school through um through an international account and get forex because i don't we don't spend um, dollars or pounds in nigeria but we you can pay through directly to them if you have a black market way to transfer the money directly to the school or you can pay through from here for me it's just like a, a, a form that you can fill at any bank it's handled by cbn but they won't you can't we can't um private citizens can't deal with um cbn directly so you have to go through your bank so you go to each bank and request for form here and they would issue the dollars to dollars to you at um, at the official government rate so for me, it's just uh, it's just like a form you impute, you attach your international passport, your admission letter, and your I think your OMBSC certificate to it. It's not really stressful. It takes a bit of time. Sometimes you can get it in a week. Sometimes in 24 hours, depending on the bank or someone you know. It's much more straightforward. This is just for Nigerian um, applicants actually. So from here, it's just like. Um, just like a platform that cbn issues the dollars to i'm using dollars because um international payments are made in dollars not in pounds for uk because uk spends british pounds but it is converted to dollars and it is paid to the school it's actually not it's not much of a stress so most schools use um western union global pay there's a link attached to the school website or application website they will have sent it to you on how to pay using the um, western union global pay it's um, it's just this western union platform that allows the help students pay their school fees from anywhere in the world western union takes dollars from you and pays pounds to the university it at zero cost they don't charge anything they just um, they just take i don't know, i think they, they have a deal with the school so they just take dollars from you and pay pounds to the um to the university so you have to first of all register on the western union global page and um, page so you you register on it your school the name of your school your name your then your, there's a unique student id that is issued to you during your process so you put that into it and you submit that with your field form a and your international passport your bsc to the bank so just make sure you have the um, equivalent of that amount in your account and the bank and CBN and the Western Union Global would um, do the rest for you. When Western Union gets the money, it takes a few days to to um, to credit the university. And I think there's an automated mail that you can get from universities. Actually, it's actually different. Some schools take 24 hours, some schools are immediate. Well, because it is international, transfers it might take 48 hours to 72 hours to effect on your account in the school so um to the uk um visa processing i would also 
tell you any information I give to you now is actually what I used. It might have been updated since then, but I don't think there's been much, much changes. Also, I remind you to go to gov.uk again, because it is where you're actually going to be making your application. It has all the information and all the processes here. And I would also still suggest, since some of these, um, some of these uh, agents are free, you can still use them. They help and mistakes with them are very, very limited. But I would still suggest that there are straightforward things that you can do yourself. The first stage is the um, IHS money you have to pay. IHS is actually the immigration health surcharge. It's like an amount you paid to the UK government that covers your medical bills when you are in the country. It's not like an health insurance. You don't, anytime you are feeling sick or you need to get anything like the COVID vaccine, you don't need to pay for it. You're going to go, like Nigerians go to an hospital and they tell them to pay money for this, pay money for that, but it's all covered. The amount is £470 per year. So if you are going for a two-year course, it is £470 times two. So, and if it is actually um, a year and six months, it is actually £470 per year and £235 per six months. It's just for you to calculate the duration of your, of your study. So, and then the visa processing is actually um, $482. So, the other aspect is just to go through all the prompt of the, on the gov.uk. Gov.uk is where you go, you create an account, then you start the process. It's very straightforward, it's automated, it takes you from this stage to that stage. You, you can make all your payment on it. So, it's very, very, very straightforward. And you can, um, you can go through it. I won't I don't know I don't want to go through the basics because it is very very long process but in a few hours with internet and laptop or your phone you can actually get it and you can upload all your documents I think there are a few documents you need in that place your international passports O level BSc and um, I think transcripts no I don't, I don't think transcript actually but you can upload your document at the stages that it asks for it then I think um, for Nigerian applicants there are three days your application comes back priority you pay an extra priority for 24 hours and you get a reply back in 24 hours it costs about 750 pounds or you pay for five working days or you pay for the standard 21 working days it's it's there's there's nothing there's no difference between them it's just the priorities are just for them to take your application faster it doesn't mean that you get a special treatment on your application if you are paying for 24 hours or 48 hours priority or five working days still the same process just that they are going to attend to you faster than the 21 working days and um, also the biggest aspect is the proof of funds which is what um, which is what a lot of people used to ask or a lot of people used to have issues with proof of funds is just a way of showing that you've gotten the admission you've paid three thousand pounds and you are telling the UK government that you can actually pay for the school fees and you can pay for your expenses in the school. So you need to have a certain amount in your account for a period of 28 working days. So it is calculated in one way. The amount that you are going to spend for feeding, for transportation, for, for anything, for studies, it is calculated by them as £845 per month for studying in London 
but every other part in the country is about 680 pounds so if your course is nine months you would need 845 pounds for people studying in london times nine or times 10 or times 12 for that um, for that proof of funds and you will need the balance of your school fees so you need two things the balance of your school fees and the amount that you need for your upkeep which is calculated as 845 pounds for people studying in london or 680 pounds for people studying outside london i think it's because of things are much more expensive in london than other um, part of the country so you have to have that money in your account for a period of 28 working days you can have it in your account you can have it in your parents account if you've actually told them during the application process that it is your parents that is sponsoring you there's a part of it that would ask for who is actually going to sponsor are you sponsoring it yourself or is it your parents that is sponsoring it? or is it your spouse that is sponsoring it? or is it your brother that is sponsoring it? you can and for people that um for for people that are doing scholarship there's a whole different application process for that one which is to for you to stop and submit your sponsorship letter maybe from the government or from the private or from the organization but for people that are going privately it is to get 845 pounds per month times the duration of your studies and the balance of your school fees it is very important calculate it using the official rate in the country you are currently so i think they use that one but you can add a certain amount they just increase it a bit because there are fluctuations and currencies that are not stable they change on a daily or a minute or a weekly basis so there might have been changes in it before your application is being processed so 845 pounds for people per month for people that are studying in london and 680 pounds for people that are studying outside london you multiply it by the duration of your studies thank you so it's um before i go on uh, before i hand over back to cliffy it's um the proof of fund is actually from your bank you print out the statement and you attach it you upload the document online to your um, to your visa processes on gov.uk i don't know for nigerians there's actually a stage after which is to go to the biometric centers which is actually tls you go and there's nothing there they're not asking you any questions you're just going there to thumbprint and take your passport photograph and all that so people go there and expect that they know they don't ask questions they don't give any they don't tell you to do anything just go there submit your then i think there's a printout at this last stage of your application and you submit there then you take a thumbprint you say your name they take a passport it's just a standard process it takes it takes a few minutes to do but actually a queue or something might make it stay longer but for the time that they are attending to you it takes very very less time Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Simi, you have done a very, very good job. I'm trying to explain to us on how we can make our visa application a success, especially when you try with the UK. And um, with what you just said now, so with the expenses and the calculations you just made about uh, the payment of this and that, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very sure that the audience listening at home must have not grabbed a lot of, um, one or two things about what you just said now and the thing is that now what if you're not uh uh maybe at some point 
you know, you're unable to proceed with the payment of uh, this said amount. Does that mean the application is uh, disqualified? Thank you. Thank you, Cliffy. Um, it is actually the requirement, general requirement for the country, for UK and all those things. But it is much more advisable for the students to, because these things are already known. So it is much more advisable to know or to have all these things in place before starting your application. So it's it's just like an exam that you've already known the the marking scheme. So you already know what they're expecting. So it is better to have it. But at at no point, you know, we are. It's better to be realistic. At no point, there at every stage you can actually um you can actually just look back and just check where you are. Even after paying for your cash and getting your deposits, you can actually defer if you feel that the funds are not um, are not in place right now. They do admissions twice in a year. Some do it September and January. So if you feel that this money is not in place for for September, but you can actually defer it to January or defer it to next year. So it is better. It will give you enough time. It is better to be prepared than to just go into the application without doing all the necessary requirements so it's uh, at not even if when you get the admission you've not even paid your cash you can even defy the admission or even you've paid your cash and you realize that you are not meeting up with all these requirements you can actually defy your admission so far as you have not started the visa processing and all that so it's just be, just at that stage you're going through your visa application make sure you have all these requirements in place so even if you don't have it, you can take a step back, defy it till January or defy it till next year, September. Then you have enough time to prepare and to look for these funds and to work for these funds. So it is better to do all these things. So I don't, I, I won't give a straight answer for that. But before you start your application, it is better to, to actually have all the requirements in place. Wow, thank you so very much, uh, Timmy. It's nice to have you on the program. And uh, in case you are just uh, turning on to your radio, you're still listening to Talk Your Whole. And live with me on the program is still Timmy. And um, we are talking about study abroad, using United Kingdom as a case study. Uh, well, Timmy, like um, you have said so far, so good, you know, about the... Uh, application from the application you know to the payments and all that so I think the next thing is to before you you know um, you proceed to ticketing is you know you have to provide uh, I mean you have to arrange your accommodation where are you gonna stay where you wish United Kingdom so uh, are you gonna go about that you understand thank you uh, thank you um for accommodation, I would always advise that um, you try and make sure you know someone in the country. Not for only accommodation, because um, the UK is quite different from from Nigeria, and no matter how there are big pictures of the way you look at people abroad, they might not have the space to take in. But for for general things, I would advise you make sure that you have someone in the in the country that can as well put you through in those um, accommodation 
so you, maybe when you come around now you can stay with the person for a day or two then you go down to your pre-arranged accommodation that's one number two is that um, universities they know because uk relies relies majorly on international students you know they have a lot of international students coming in so those schools pride themselves on creating programs even some schools run airport pickups that the school will send a someone down to the airport to come and pick you like a taxi service or something that picks you and drops you off at the school accommodation is in two ways you can get off campus accommodation there are rooms that you can get and you can search online there are a lot of lot of um lot of sites that they can even offer you a room or a flat if you depending on how much you have to get and schools have hostels so if you've paid for your hostel and you've gotten it you can as well get from the um from the airport down to the um to the school hostel directly some a lot of schools i, I think that's all schools run um, run that um, that platform even if they don't have hostels they have people the um, house that they partner with that they can um, they can put you in for that period of time but generally because of covid now i think they are not directly accepting people directly to the school so you have to quarantine at a particular place before you travel but generally the accommodation is um, is what you agree with the school school knows that they have a lot of international students coming so they they have programs they can pick you up or you can have someone pick you from the airport and help you through all the processes so well thank you so very much for what you are doing and think of uh, this is the best that we can have and uh, we can you know talking about how to you know go about your application and uh, accommodation, your visa application, and everything that you need to know about uh, study abroad. I must confess that um, they are so glad to really have you on today's program called uh, Talk Your Own. And uh, so far, so good. I've been with Timmy uh, Gutimei, and uh, he has been explaining and he has been doing justice to the topic called study abroad we are using uk as a case study and um i must confess i say a big thank you from the team of talk your home and it's nice to you know have you on this program and uh, i hope when next we call you you'll be most obliged to you know come on to the show thank you very much i really really enjoyed my time here and um, I would also present myself if and when I'm needed to come on board. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to me. Um, I wish all the audience that, that are trying to travel, I wish them all the best of luck in their applications. Thank you. Peace out. Uh, thank you so very much, uh, Mr. Timmy, my, my handsome party, my handsome friend, and thank you for coming on the show. Well, I would like you to give your parting words before you leave today's program for uh, applicants of different um, nationalities and those are trying to study abroad. What do you have for them? Uh, uh, they said, um, you said parting words. Parting words, uh, let me just say, um, 
still i'm going to go back to useful sites um the uk.gov.uk the uk is the uk government agency in nigeria bcie you can actually go to naira land you can go to twitter there are a lot of pages and accounts that do a lot of trends on on visa application abroad and you can also compare with other countries too and also you can get um uk just started the um, uk post study visa that you can apply for um two years after your study this gives you um, two years to apply for work and sponsorship um you can also apply for scholarships the chevron scholarship um the school scholarship and uh, a lot of them they are available online you can go on a google search would give you all these things thank you very 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 much okay like i said earlier it's um the very straightforward process i wish you all the best of luck um go through the requirement very well before applying anywhere in the world i think the process is also the same china india and there are a lot of international students in the uk actually lebanon london ghana um nigeria south africans a lot of them so you get to meet them you can join online forums that you can connect with also intending students you can see and compare with what they are doing to what you're doing too so it's a very very internet is a very very good tool that can help and give you all the information you need to travel thank you once again for having me bye and uh, thank you mr tim once again for coming on the program and ladies and gentlemen and the uh, distinguished audience hearing us from different parts of the world and this is how we wrap it on today's segment and this show on the tokyo home and so far so good we have treated how to study abroad using the uh, uk as a case study and uh, with my guest uh, on the program is uh, mr timmy Ubun Timei. and uh, i remain your humble friend your radio partner which is another person than oemitunde emmanuel popularly and radically known as sweet Cliffy. And so next time we come on the uh, program, uh, I say, God bless you and uh, peace out. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to reshare and repost uh, this podcast immediately you listen. And to reach out to us to pass your comment, uh, you can reach me on my WhatsApp number, which is uh, plus 234-8100-381570. I repeat again. Plus two three four eight one zero zero three eight one five seven zero, and you can also follow me on Twitter, which is sweet underscore cliffy, sweet underscore cliffy. And uh, bye for now. Love you. Peace out. A wonderful afternoon to you, to my listening audience, hearing me from different parts of the world. Joining me on today's program is a very special guest of mine. I know you must be anticipating to meet this uh, friend of mine. And uh, before I proceed, I would like to thank you to our listeners at home from different parts of the world who has been commenting, giving us uh, motivation and saying that our program has been helping them in one way or the other. And we say thank you so much. This program will not happen today without my producer and my sound man which is uh, Bami and Dami, just like I said earlier. And uh, your host on today's program remains Owe Emitunde Emmanuel, 
popularly and radically known as uh, Sweet Cliffy O'Shea. And uh, I thank you once again for you know for stick stick I mean uh, sticking to the program and always attempting to click on a podcast anytime it is available. So right about now, with me in the studio is Ogun Dikbe Chimileim. Who happens to be a MSc student currently studying information security at Royal Holloway University of London. He is a Nigeria from Oshu State. He is aspiring to become a governor and president of uh, Nigeria. These are guys who are doing it very big and loud. Uh, permit me to you know, introduce them to the floor of the house. Thank you very much. Uh, you are welcome on the program. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you, sweet Cliffy. Thank you very much. Um, um, I w- I'm happy to be here, and um, like you said, my name is Ugundikpe Uluwatsimile in Francis. Um, I'm a Nigerian from the state of Oshun, Yoruba man to be precise. I'm currently studying information security from Railway University of London. Um, I studied in Nigeria at Amadekunli Ajash University and a BSc in Mathematical Sciences before I proceeded to London a few months ago. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Well, uh, it's nice to have you on the program, uh, Timmy. And, um, you know, it is a very wonderful moment to have you with us. Actually, I've been trying to, you know, hook you how I'm sorry we can do this, but, you know, uh, thank God they are actually making this happen. And um, wondering what we are treating today. Actually, what we are treating today is, uh, you know, study abroad. You know, using UK as a case study. Study abroad. Using UK as a case study. You know, um, why do we bring this topic? Is that we have a lot of people, you know, sliding into our DMs asking, what can we do, you know, so that we can study in uh, Europe. You understand so and just look at okay i have an expert in this and that is why timmy is here so ladies and gentlemen please give it up for timmy and uh, timmy if i may ask you i want you to explain to me as a novice now what can i do where do i start where do i begin to processing my you know study abroad how did you start yours if i may ask you Thank you, Street Cliffy. Um, it's very much straightforward after you're done with your current studies. You can go to any of those agencies. They have they have their um, list of schools that they can advise and give you the list of schools that have your course or the course you'd like to study. And they would, you know, they have student advisors that gives you a list of you know courses and schools that take them. But for me, I did my own personally and I didn't um, go through them at first before I went through them later. What you can do is go through the website yourself. You can just pick Google and, you know, get a list of universities in the UK. Then look at, just go through each and every one of them. Look at, look at schools that take the courses that you like. Research about them, research about the cities actually, which is very, very, very important. Um, there's the major cities, the London, the um, Aberdeen, the um, Manchester, the Liverpool, the Newcastle. These major cities are much a bit expensive for international students to live. But you shouldn't stay too close to the cities and you shouldn't stay too far away from them. You know, just look at 
look at um, areas that are nearer to um, that are nearer to. For example, now London, there's um, University of Art Forshire. It's just like like an hour, one and a half hours away from London. So you can as well pick um, Art Forshire University and go through their courses and see if they offer what you what you're doing. Then the applications, a lot of Virtually all of them, some of them actually, large percentage of them have applications that you can do on their website. The schools offer the application themselves. Or you can go through UCAS. UCAS is actually the university and college admission service for all UK-based organizations and all UK-based universities. The the large platform, the large website, they have a list of schools and um, list of courses. So they, what they just do is just like they are like jump, but the difference between them and jump is that jump you have to write a write an exam to get an admission into a university. But they they don't have an exam; they have just application process where you um, upload your document and you fill the forms. So they 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 take the application from you and help you send it to the school and vice versa. So, so the application comes when it comes back, it comes back from the university to the um to UCAS and UCAS sent it back to you so you can apply in two ways you can use the university websites and you, you can also call them to a lot of them you know that's one thing about um UK universities that like you can pick their student numbers they have international agents too they can get their numbers online you can pick it call them they'll tell you and take you to the process actually the process are actually very straightforward too you can just go through the website and they they are very very straightforward you give your names your in details actually and they and you can apply and they get back to you if it is successful or if you need to give them something additional to what they've already asked and also you can do that on UCAS. UCAS is a very very large uh, that platforms for students thank you well thank you so very much for trying to you know justify and make everything we are discussing right about now explicit you know so that our audience at home can understand now you talked about trying to you know you know apply or study abroad number one thing is the zeal for you to study then you must have that you know financial uh stability and um, you must you know have the zeal to you know carry on and you know make your head up high so as to make it a success you understand having said that then as a layman after since you did your msc you're currently on your msc program i believe you must have had your bsc that means your bachelor of science uh, certificate and all that so after you finished school if i may ask then how did you start the application is there um an exam because you made mention of an agency that you used in uh, nigeria was the agency the one that flight your application for you or you wrote some exams or you you paid a certain amount of money and hold at least that place is kind of confusing how did you get to do that before we go before we discuss on the course to choose and all that how did that if, if if i just finished my bsc now what process let me put it this way what process do you think i should go about my application 
Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, um, Sweet Cliffy. Um, once again, I'm happy to be here. A few days ago, let me just say a few weeks ago, about a week or two ago, when Sweet Cliffy called me to come and discuss about this, I was a bit skeptical, majorly because um, I'm not really the person for the limelight. I don't really like talking much, but majorly because my application happened because a lot of people helped me during my time through all the um, all the while all the things that I had to go through so I felt so let me just do it for people that are just coming thank you so um I'm gonna make my um my talk short so I won't be rambling and talking too much so but first I have to say whatever I say is my opinion it's what I went through um there are a lot of people that have to go through different um, different opinion different ways of doing it but i'm going to say it from my own point of how i traveled from nigeria to the uk a couple of months ago um, i'll start with first and foremost um you have to have the zeal to study it um, a lot of people do it for money of course money is very important but getting the degree is also very important so uh, that that is that is very 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 important having the zeal to study and also Money is also important. There's nothing you do that money will not um, money will not have to be involved. But I won't lie. I won't scare you, but I'll just give you a brief down of what I what I did and some of the things I had to pay for. So before I go on, I would like to give some few links on where some of these informations can be confirmed or can be gotten from. There's um, the UK.gov. It's a very, 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 very large tool. You can virtually get anything there. Visa processing, um, the schools, the rankings, and all that. They are very. It's it's a very limitless um, website. It's handled by the UK government, and informations are posted and updated. I think on every hour, or every minute, or weekly or annual basis. So informations are very, very, very. Um, updated on the website so most of what i'm going to say it can be confirmed there if, if some of the informations have changed you can also confirm it there. then i would like to talk about um first of all agencies which is actually very important the process is actually very straightforward you can actually do everything yourself but uh, i would also advise agencies because immediately they have been through a lot of process and they can they can take you through you will see some of the mistakes that we might not be able to see and i don't i won't like to give too much um, agency numbers and all that because there are very many but i'll just pick two and i actually used one of them first is UKES. they are actually a uk government funded agency they are all around the world they work they are just their work is just to help international students gain um gain admissions and travel to the UK so they don't charge any amount they have various numbers of schools that they deal with and they have agents that they were assigned to you at first so I think they are one of the best especially because they don't charge money they have very good agents and I actually use them for part of my application I did part of it myself and I still um, I use them and there's also BCIE too you can actually get the information online ukes.com.ng 
they also have offices in Lagos. They have one in maybe one in VI and I think one in Abuja. So it, they are very very good and they, they have a lot of um, a lot of agents and a lot of resources that they can use for you to get your applications on track. So first and foremost, it is to choose the course. You know, there's there's the BSc, there's the MSc, and there's the PhD. But I'm going to base mostly on MSc because that was actually what I um, what I what I did or what I'm studying currently. So I, I know more about MSCs than PhDs or PSc. The first and foremost is to probably choose the country. I think we've gotten that. There's um, UK, there's Canada, there's US, there's Australia, Norway, there's Europe and America's Bob. Because I came to UK, I would like to um, talk more about UK. So I will start with a brief on UK. Um, there's a general perception or different the way they see UK. UK is actually divided into four countries. There's England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Highland. So um, it's not it's not just it's just like Nigeria. You have the north, you have the north central, you have the so it's just like four whole countries divided and made they not divided actually they just came together and make the United Kingdom. So there's England, there's Scotland, there's Wales, there's Northern Ireland. But I think all their laws are actually the same. Their schools are the same. Their their laws and their processes are majorly the same. It's just that the distances are. Are a little bit different so the first thing first is to choose the course you're going to study that's one of the most important aspect of it and one thing I always tell people when they are choosing courses to look for the relevant um, jobs or relevant things that are making that are making the wave currently look at the um, the top 10 jobs I know the, the, the traditional medicine law and all these things are very very popular but there's also some new aspects of um, jobs that are coming up now so you can just look into them and pick the ones that you feel that is related to your to your course or something that you can like to move into so um, that's actually very important look for the most relevant jobs right now and tailor your courses towards them you don't want to learn don't want to learn or you don't want to study something that um, that is that is not really relevant but actually everything is relevant every job is relevant actually but they are actually the other ones than the less other ones let me put it like that thank you so very much for answering that question so what I'm trying to say is that before you know you start the application all you have to do is just get a list of the school then know the requirements know the cities know you know about the the applications and what it's all about before then you proceed to apply is that what you're trying to say actually yes just um just um point on you know the schools you know actually school fees are actually very important you can also for myself to you i looked at university rankings i just didn't want to go to I just didn't want to go to any university. I wanted to go to the very best because coming from Adekunle Ajashi University, which is one of the best state universities in the country, I can't go to London and go to a, um, a small university. Don't let me say small, but a low-ranking university. So it is 
let me just say you are going to pay the money so it is better you get the value of what you are paying for so look at the university rankings to look at out of you know there's cambridge there's um, manchester there's london there are all these big universities too that you can go to they're actually expensive but you get to connect you get to meet people you get to you know the advantage of these big universities is that you have people from industry that are coming in to pick them and you know even before you're done with your master's or your studies you have people from deloitte kpmg all these big um, consultancy firms and big companies that come into universities to come and advertise to you that you should apply for them you know it's it's better if you give yourself a very good opportunities from the um from this for the get-go so pick a very good university pick a high-ranking university it's actually expensive but you get your value for money because of the lecturers the study centers the libraries the city and everything all together so you have to just look at the ranking then there are two rankings actually that you can look at look at the university rankings generally then look at the ranking for your course not all universities are good all universities are not good in all courses so they have their the courses that they are good at so you pick your course and look at the ranking of how they rank the universities in studying for your course that is actually very important you know because it is it allows you because when you have a university that has that has a very good ranking for for your particular course like medicine or for law you have the top big firms that are coming in every year just to get the graduate and all that so it's actually very important to pick the a very good university all right thank you brother thank you so very much but you know um i think uh, this um application of the thing i think it's a two-way thing is that you go with your money or you go with your scholarship so i want to ask you so what about those that are applying through scholarship is, is it the same process or is it another way around um Thank you. Um, for scholarship, it depends on it depends on the type of scholarship that you are dealing with. First, there's the local scholarship. I think MTN runs, um, Total runs, also federal government also does um, Niger Delta. They run. They have their own processes. But for all scholarship, the first stage I think is to get the admission. The um, unconditional or conditional offer and use it for your visa for your um, application or for your um, for your application for for it but for um, other types of scholarship which is also the international scholarships too i think they also go through the same way to the first basis because you no know, scholarships are not the universities themselves so they have different ways the first way is to get the school get the course then apply and get the um, unconditional offer and you use that in your application for scholarship there's another type of scholarships too which is the um, university scholarships to universities themselves they run scholarships too uh, i think also this first stage is to get the um, the offer when you've gotten the offer then you now apply for the scholarship on each university's um, website some of them are 100% scholarship some of them cut 50% off some of them take as high as um, 2000 pounds off for 
for you when you get the scholarship so it's quite different but the first stage of all scholarships is to get the offer then when you've gotten the offer you now use the next stage and apply for a scholarship like i think um, university of liverpool they run um 50 scholarship for nigerian students and their requirements for it so the first stage is to get the offer letter from university of liverpool and after you now apply for it i think they have requirements they have a certain level of um um degree or the type of um the grade you have i think it's two one or two 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 one i think that they do then they take it as one first come first serve basis so it's um it's 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 the same way but first stage is to get the scholar the offer they now apply for scholarship thank you oh that is very very nice so um i hope listeners at home i hope you can get the message and um, our audience and their listeners, areas from uh, South Africa, from Ghana, from Mali, from Dubai, I hope you can all you know, listen and you can relate it to uh, how you want to have your big scholarship or fully funded, do you understand? So, and uh, while we're making it to, to, to you know, uh, so that people can understand the kind of uh, uh, application they want to go for so that um, you not miss it up. So whether in Nigeria or you're in Ghana or in any part of the world, I think you can relate it to your uh, how things are done in your own country. Uh, that is just the point. So next thing I'm going to be asking is uh, what are the you know documents uh, what are the things that i need to apply what are those things that i need before i can apply that's a nice question um thank you once again sweet cliffy um different schools with different um different documents so i'm just going to give the general one that is needed by actually almost every one of them some uh some i need additional one and some might need less but this list of documents are just what most of them always use let me first again say that most of what i'm saying i what apply to my application some of them might have changed and some of them might have their new um, things that have happened but i don't think so much that they've changed a lot of things in it but um the documents needed first things first you need um, your international passport it's actually needed you know international passports then your o level certificate i get a lot of um calls or when people are asking for that you can you can use wayek you can use neko i think this some schools still accept napted it's um but generally o level certificate is very very important it's, even if you are studying for a um, master's or phd it's well needed you can use the o level certificate to to tell them or to let them know that you um, you studied and uh, you passed English, which is actually very important. I also would like to make reference to high ELTs, the International um, English um, Certification Exams. Some schools require it and some don't. But Nigeria is an English-speaking country. I think, let me say it for people in Nigeria or for English-speaking countries worldwide. You can show them your proficiency in English by by scoring by giving showing them that you have um, at least I think a C4 in 
work or you get an English proficiency letter from your university, it's, um, you can use that. It's just a letter from the school that your, all your courses were taught in English. And some require the IELTS, not all of them, a very, very little percentage of them. Most UK universities don't require IELTS. You also need your PSC certificate, the one you got from schools. Some are, some schools like the public universities don't issue it fast like that, but you can actually use your notification of results. It's just going to show your school and um, your grades, your name and the signatures and stamp. Also, a, a sort of ID card is needed um, for Nigeria, NNM or actually anyone. I think your passport will have covered that. Some schools also do require an extra ID card. Also, transcript. Transcript is actually very important. Um, it's a very, very large part of your uh, application. You can get that from your school. Some would require you send it from schools from your school to the school themselves but a lot of them realize that it is hard and the application process is tedious so you can use a student copy for for the application process but actually then before your admission or before you start your studies you can now get a, a, a copy of the original one signed and stamped from the school down to your school in the UK but a student copy is, is acceptable by most of them. Curriculum vital, some schools require it. CV, I use the part of my um, application. Then reference letter. This is um, this is a reference letter, something a letter introducing you. You can it's mostly one from one from the university that you study in, preferably your supervisor in 400 level. That supervise your projects is just gonna tell you he's known you for a few weeks or if he has known you for a lot of time, then he supervises your projects. Just an introduction that he knows you. He's gonna put his information there. Some of them in that reference um, letter, they require you post the phone number and the email address of the um, of the person that is doing the reference for you, and they require it to the email address to be in the university's name, something like um. The name at the university.com.co.com.ng. You know, they want they just want to make sure that the person that is doing the reference from you, so actually someone from the university. And also another reference from work. It's very if you have done any type of work or you did um internship in the university, the six months sideways and all that, you can actually get a reference letter from one of your bosses or your colleagues then then the most important one is actually the personal statement it's just like a it's like an essay that you write that um, gives a breakdown actually all these documents i've explained before they are just static you know your transcript has just told you what you've done your whole level what you did almost five six years ago your international passport just for um for what for that's what the Nigerian government or the government in your country uses to satisfy your citizen. Personal statement is just a way of you letting them an addition to them. It's you can explain on why you are studying the course, what is motivating you, importance of that course to, to the university or to the community or to your country, why, why the course actually, why the school or why UK and future goals and then it be free of yourself you know from 
something you did you are you played football while you were in the university you scored and while you were in secondary so something a background of what what um who you are where why you want to study here and what what you see yourself being in the future it allows you to market yourself to the university i think it's actually a part that you have to get right the personal statement it's, i think about three thousand words you just there's no reference or there's nothing there's nothing for you just for you to write just let the school know let the person that's going to read their personal statement let the person know who you are thank you <laughs> i am very sure that people listening at home and the audience on the part of the world will be you know jotting and you know having their mind prepared already that this is actually difficult but achievable so um the next question i'm going to be asking you is that i've haven't done all these things and uh, i've started my application already and it's already a success so the next thing is visa processing right so how do i start my uh, visa processing how do i go about it okay um, thank you if um if you have uh, applied to the schools and you've gotten a reply back i suggest you apply to more than one or two three four five schools you know uk universities are very they don't have application fees so it's it's very straightforward you can apply to a lot of univers- uh, as much as you want so when you've gotten a lot of or when you've gotten offer letters you look at them pick the criteria look at how they how they treat international students how the rankings the reviews about them you can go online and read about the schools the cities um, so just go then when you've chosen your particular school you have to accept the offer i think it might be it might be something you can do on ucas or you can do on the university website or you can send them a mail to accept the offer and the next stage is to pay deposits which is actually um which is actually sacrosanct for all applications a deposit of three thousand pounds a lot of schools have different school fees that's twenty thousand ten thousand fifteen thousand but the first stage of payment is to pay three thousand but at this stage even if you want to pay the whole amount you can actually go ahead to pay the whole amount but the first stage is to pay the three thousand then they issue a particular number to you which is called CAS. CAS is like a number that um, is between the schools and the embassies that it is where they, they impute your information. It's just like all the documents that you've uploaded for the application process, it is attached to that number. So you just have the school confirming to the embassies that yes, this person has been given an admission, he has paid a certain amount. These are all the documents or the, all the things that we asked for him and all the things we got. So when you're not applying for your visa, you don't need to start um, uploading a lot of documents again. So it's just that anytime they need it, they just refer back to your CAS. So when you've paid your CAS, when you've paid your 3000 deposit and you've paid your, um, you've gotten your CAS, you can pay this for, let me just say directly for Nigerian students. You can pay in two ways. You can pay directly to the school through, um, through an international account. Can get forex because i don't we don't spend um, dollars or pounds in nigeria but we you can pay through directly to them if you have a black market way 
to transfer the money directly to the school or you can pay through from here for me it's just like a, a, a form that you can fill at any bank it's handled by cbn but they won't you can't we can't um private citizens can't deal with um cbn directly so you have to go through your bank so you go to each bank and request for form hey and they would issue the dollars to dollars to you at um, at the official government rates so for me it's just uh, it's just like a form you impute you attach your international passport your admission letter and your i think your OMBSC certificate to it it's not really stressful it takes a bit of time sometimes you can get it in a week sometimes in 24 hours depending on the bank or someone you know it's much more straightforward this is just for nigerian um, applicants actually so from here it's just like um just like a platform that cbn issues the dollars to i'm using dollars because um international payments are made in dollars not in pounds for uk because uk spends british pounds but it is converted to dollars and it is paid to the school it's actually not it's not much of a stress so most schools use um, Western Union Global Pay. There's a link attached to the school website or application website. They will have sent it to you on how to pay using um, Western Union Global Pay. It's, um, it's just this Western Union platform that allows the help students pay their school fees from anywhere in the world. Western Union takes dollars from you and pays pounds to the university. It has zero cost. They don't charge anything. They just um, they just take I don't I think they they have a deal with the school, so they just take dollars from you and pay pounds to the um, to the university. So you have to first of all register on the Western Union Global page um, page. So you you register on it your school, the name of your school, your name, your then your, there's a unique student ID that is issued to you during your process. So you put that into it and you submit that with your field form A, um, your international passport, your BSc to the bank. So just make sure you have the um, equivalent of that amount in your account and the bank and CBN and the Western Union Global would um, do the rest for you. When Western Union gets the money, it takes a few days to, to, um, to credit the university and i think there's an automated mail that you can get from universities actually it's actually different some schools take 24 hours some schools are immediate but because it is international transfers it might take 48 hours to 72 hours to effect on your account in the school so um to the uk um visa processing i would also tell you any information i give to you now is actually what i used it might have been updated since then but i don't think there's been much more changes also i remind you to go to gov.uk again because it is where you're actually going to be making your application it has all the information and all the processes here and i would also still suggest since some of these um some of these uh, agents are free you can still use them they help and mistakes with them are very very limited but i would still suggest that there are straightforward things that you can do yourself the first stage is the um, IHS money you have to pay. IHS is actually the immigration health surcharge. It's like an amount you paid to the UK government that covers your medical bills 
when you are in the country it looks like an health insurance you don't anytime you are feeling sick or you need to get anything like the covid vaccine you don't need to pay for it you're going to go like nigerians go to an hospital and they tell them to pay money for this pay money for that but it's all covered the amount is 470 pounds per year so if you are going for a two-year course this 470 pounds times two so and if it is actually um, a year and six months it is actually 470 pounds per year and 235 pounds per six months just for you to calculate the duration of your of your study so and then visa processing is actually um 482 dollars so the other aspect is just to go through all the prompt of the on the gov.uk gov.uk is where you go you create an account then you start the process it's very straightforward it's automated it takes you from this stage to that stage you you can make all your payment on it so it's very 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 straightforward and you can um, you can go through it i won't i don't know i don't want to go through the basics because it is very very long process but in a few hours with internet and laptop or your phone you can actually get it and you can upload all your documents i think there are a few documents you need in that place your international passports o level bsc and um, i think transcripts no i don't think transcript actually but you can upload your document at the stages that it asks for it then i think um, for nigerian applicants there are three days your application comes back priority you pay an extra priority for 24 hours you get a reply back in 24 hours it costs about 750 pounds or you pay for five working days or you pay for the standard 21 working days it's it's there's there's nothing there's no difference between them it's just the priorities are just for them to take your application faster it doesn't mean that you get a special treatment on your application if you are paying for 24 hours or 48 hours priority or five working days it's still the same process it's just that they are going to attend to you faster than the 21 working days and um, also the biggest aspect is the proof of funds which is what um, which is what a lot of people used to ask or a lot of people used to have issues with proof of funds is just a way of showing that you've gotten the admission you've paid three thousand pounds and you are telling the uk government that you can actually pay for the school fees and you can pay for your expenses in the school so you need to have a certain amount in your account for a period of 28 working days so it is calculated in one way the amount that you are going to spend for feeding for transportation for for anything for studies it is calculated by them as 845 pounds per month for studying in london but every other part in the country is about 680 pounds so if your course is nine months you would need 845 pounds for people studying in london times nine or times ten or times twelve for that um, for that proof of funds and you will need the balance of your school fees so you need two things the balance of your school fees and the amount that you need for your upkeep which is calculated as 845 pounds for people studying in london or 680 pounds for people studying outside london i think it's because of things are much more expensive in london than other um, part of the country so you have to have that money in your account for a period of 28 working days 
you can have it in your account you can have it in your parents account if you've actually told them during the application process that it is your parents that is sponsoring you it's, there's a part of it that would ask for who is actually going to sponsor are you sponsoring it yourself or is it your parents that is sponsoring it or is it your spouse that is sponsoring it or is it your brother that is sponsoring it you can and for people that um for for people that are doing scholarship there's a whole different application process for that one which is to for you to sub, um, submit your sponsorship letter maybe from the government or from the private or from the organization but for people that are going privately it is to get 845 pounds per month times the duration of your studies and the balance of your school fees it is very important calculate it using the official rate in the country you are currently so i think they use that one but you can add a certain amount they just increase it a bit because there are fluctuations and currencies that are not stable they change on a daily or a minute or a weekly basis so there might have been changes in it before your application is being processed so 845 pounds for people per month for people that are studying in london and 680 pounds for people that are studying outside london you multiply it by the duration of your studies thank you so it's um before i go on uh, before i hand over back to cliffy it's um the proof of fund is actually your from your bank you print out the statement and you attach it you upload the document online to your um, to your visa processes on the gov.uk i don't know for nigerians there's actually a stage after which is to go to the biometric centers which is actually tls you go and there's nothing there they're not asking you any questions you're just going there to thumb print and take your passport photograph and all that so people go there and expect that they you know they don't ask questions they don't give any they don't tell you to do anything just go there submit your then i think there's a printout at this last stage of your application that you submit there then you take a thumbprint you say your name they take a passport it's just a standard process it takes it takes a few minutes to do but actually a queue or something might make it stay longer but for the time that they are attending to it takes very very less time thank you wow 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 Simi, you have done a very very good job i'm trying to explain to us on how we can make our visa application a success especially in trying with the uk and um with what you just said now so with the expenses and the calculations you just made about uh, the payment of this and that and uh, I'm, I'm i'm very sure that the audience listening at home must have not got a lot of uh, one or two things about what you just said now and the thing is that now what if you're not uh uh maybe at some point you know you're unable to proceed with the payment of uh this said amount does that mean the application is uh disqualified thank you thank you cliffy um it is actually the requirement, general requirement for the country, for UK, on all those things. But it is much more advisable for the students to, because these things are already known. So it is much more advisable to know or to have all these things in place before starting your application. So it's it's just like an exam that you've already known the the marking scheme. So you already know what they're expecting. So it is better to have it. 
but at at no point you know we are it's better to be realistic at no point there at every stage you can actually um you can actually just look back and just check where you are even after paying for your cash and getting your deposits you can actually defer if you feel that the funds are not um, are not in place right now they do admissions twice in a year some do it september and january so if you feel that this money is not in place for for september but you can actually defy it to january or defy it to next year so it is better it will give you enough time it is better to be prepared than to just go into the application without doing all the necessary requirements so it's uh, at not even if when you get the admission you've not even paid your cash you can even defy the admission or even you've paid your cash and you realize that you are not meeting up with all these requirements you can actually defy your admission so first you have not started the visa processing and all that so it's just be, just at that stage you're going through your visa application make sure you have all these requirements in place so even if you don't have it you can take a step back defy it till january or defy it till next year september then you have enough time to prepare and to look for this funds and to work for this funds. So it is better to do all these things. So I don't, I, I won't give a straight answer for that. But before you start your application, it is better to to actually have all the requirements in place. Wow, thank you so very much, uh, Timmy. It's nice to have you on the program. And uh, in case you are just uh, turning on to your radio, you're still listening to Talk Your Own. And live with me on the program is still to me. And um, we are talking about study abroad using United Kingdom as a case study. Uh, well, Timmy, like um, you have said so far, so good, you know, about the uh, application, from the application, you know, to the payments and all that. So. I think the next thing is to, before you, you know, um, you proceed to ticketing is, you know, you have to provide, a, I mean, you have to arrange your accommodation. Where are you going to stay when you reach United Kingdom? So, uh, how are you going to go about that? You understand? Thank you. Thank you. Um, for accommodation. I would always advise that um, you try and make sure you know someone in the country. Not for only accommodation, because um, the UK is quite different from from Nigeria. And no matter how, there are big pictures of the way you look at people abroad. They might not have the space to take you in. But for, for general things, I would advise you make sure that you have someone in the in the country that can as well put you through in those um, accommodation so you, maybe when you come around now you can stay with the person for a day or two then you go down to your pre-arranged accommodation that's one number two is that um, universities they know because uk relies relies majorly on international students you know they have a lot of international students coming in so those schools pride themselves on creating programs even some schools run airport pickups that the school will send a someone down to the airport to come and pick you like a taxi service or something that picks you and drops you off at the school accommodation is in two ways you can get off campus uh, accommodation there are rooms that you can get and you can search online there are a lot of 
lot of um lot of sites that they can even offer you a room or a flat if you depending on how much you have to get and schools have hostels so if you've paid for your hostel and you've gotten it you can as well get from the um from the airport down to the um to the school hostel directly some a lot of schools i, I think that's all schools run um, run that um that platform even if they don't have hostels they have people the um, house that they partner with that they can um they can put you in for that period of time but generally because of covid now i think they are not directly accepting people directly to the school so you have to quarantine at a particular place before you travel but generally the accommodation is um is what you agree with the school school knows that they have a lot of international students coming so they they have programs they can pick you up or you can have someone pick you from the airport and help you through all the processes so well thank you so very much for what you are doing and think uh, this is the best that we can have and uh, we can you know talking about how to you know go about your application and uh, accommodation your visa application and everything that you need to know about uh, study abroad i must confess that um they are so glad to really have you on today's program called uh, talk your own and uh, so far so good i've been with uh timmy gutimei and uh, he has been explaining and he has been doing justice to the topic called study abroad we are using uk as a case study and um i must confess i say a big thank you from the team of talk your own and it's nice to you know have you on this program and uh, i hope when they call you you'll be most obliged to you know come on to the show Thank you very much. I really really enjoyed my time here and um, I would also present myself if and when I'm needed to come on board. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to me. Um, I wish all the audience that that are trying to travel, I wish them all the best of luck in their applications. Thank you. Peace out. Uh, thank you so very much uh, Mr. Timmy my <laughs> my handsome buddy my handsome friend and thank you for coming on the show well i would like you to give your parting words before you leave today's program for uh, applicants of different um, nationalities and who are trying to study abroad what do you have for them uh, uh, they said um, he said parting words parting words uh, let me just say um Still, I'm going to go back to useful sites, um, the uk.gov.uk, the UKES, the UK government agency in Nigeria, BCIE. You can actually go to Naira Land. You can go to Twitter. There are a lot of pages and accounts that do a lot of trends on, on visa application abroad. And you can also compare with other countries too. And also, you can get, um, UK just started the um, UK post-study visa that you can apply for um two years after your study this gives you um, two years to apply for work and sponsorship um you can also apply for scholarships the chevron scholarship um 
the school scholarship and uh, a lot of them they are available online you can go on a google search would give you all these things thank you very 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 much okay like i said earlier it's um a very straightforward process i wish you all the best of luck um go through the requirements very well before applying anywhere in the world i think the process is also the same china india and there are a lot of international students in the uk actually lebanon london ghana um nigeria south africans a lot of them so you get to meet them you can join online forums that you can connect with also intending students you can see and compare with what they are doing to what you're doing to so it's a very very internet is a very very good tool that can help and give you all the information you need to travel thank you once again for having me bye and um, thank you mr tim once again for coming on the program and ladies and gentlemen and the uh, distinguished audience hearing us from different parts of the world and this is how we wrap it on today's segment and this show on the Tokyo Hall. And so far so good, we have treated how to study abroad using uh, UK as a case study. And uh, with my guest uh, on the program is uh, Mr. Timmy Ogun Timei. And uh, I remain your humble friend, your radio partner, which is another person than Oyemitunde Emmanuel, popularly and radically known as Sweet Cliffy. And so next time we come on the uh, program, uh, I say, God bless you and uh, peace out. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to reshare and repost uh, this podcast immediately you listen. And to reach out to us to pass your comment, uh, you can reach me on my WhatsApp number, which is uh, plus 234-8100-381570. I repeat again. Plus two three four eight one zero zero three eight one five seven zero, and you can also follow me on Twitter, which is sweet underscore cliffy, sweet underscore cliffy, and uh, bye for now. Love you. Peace out.